Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Magically Cruising, the cruise podcast where we share our personal cruise tips and reviews to help you make the most out of your next cruise. My name's Kieran, I'm an independent travel agent specialising in all things cruise, Disney and North America and I'm joined by my fellow co-host Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah and I write over at Cruising for All and also Mini Travellers at Extraordinary Chaos. Brilliant. And this week we have a very special guest who needs no introduction, but if you could please introduce yourself, Emma. Hello, my name's Emma. I'm a cruise YouTuber and writer and I'm all over the internet as Emma Cruises. And I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yo, thank you for coming. It's great to have you on. Thank you for coming on. So what we decided to do, because obviously, Emma, you have sailed many, many different cruise lines and you've obviously done cruises um, right at the very value end of the spectrum all the way up to the premium end of the spectrum and kind of into luxury yep. category as well. So if anyone's qualified to have an opinion on this, we think is you. <laughs> so <laughs> what we thought today, we would have a chat about just kind of, um, I guess, the pros and cons, the perks, the differences between value cruising versus premium cruising. So I think, right, first of all, my first question then, because you've cruised forever, haven't you? So what age did you start cruising and who was it with? So I started at age 11. And I cruised with Norwegian throughout my whole teenage years. That's pretty much the only cruises I did. I did one with MSC, but mostly Norwegian. So I thought cruising was, you know, I didn't know dress codes were a thing because Norwegian are very, yeah. very casual. They're water slides, they're theatre shows. And that's what I thought cruising was because I didn't know any better. And then I took a cruise with Cunard. And that was a real sort of shock to me going from Norwegian to Cunard. I, I didn't do any research. I didn't think about it. And I kind of sat there on that cruise and was like, oh, this is what people think that it's like. And it is like that if you want it, but you don't have to do a kind of formal traditional cruise, which is what Cunard is. And now I've done, yeah, as you say, I've done from sort of Viking on the high end down to, you know, I love an MSC cruise, a Costa cruise. I was on cheap P&O cruises and mo- most of the ones in between now, which is amazing. So how do you choose your cruise? Where? When you say, right, okay, I'm going to go on a cruise, which we know now is most months with you. Um, yeah. But when you do you choose your cruise, do you, what what is your thought process? Where do you start? It tends to depend on who I'm going with, because if I'm cruising with my other half, we're very casual cruisers. We don't want to do dress codes particularly. We like the big American cruise lines. But if I'm cruising with, you know, my family, they're quite happy to do a more sort of relaxed, like a princess cruise or a celebrity cruise, something like that. So... It does vary depending on who I'm going with, I guess, because I cruise so much. I'm happy to do any sort of cruise. I will do, you know, I was cruise out of season and was in the cheapest inside cabins most of the time. But I do sort of, because I'm happy to do anything, I change it based on who I'm going with. If I was going, you know, with friends who are my age, we've done like 90s themed cruises and stuff like that. And uh, I don't think my family would like that. But that's what's good about cruising, I think. You know, you can can do everything on that scale. I think that's the unique thing about it, isn't it? This is why cruise is so much fun, regardless of the type. And you've touched on it beautifully there, of regardless of the type of cruiser you are, whether you want something more formal, something a bit more timeless and traditional, or whether you want something fun and casual and a bit more party heavy, there's something for everyone, which I think is also great that there's prices for everyone as well. Now, obviously, prices at the moment are higher than ever, and I think that, unfortunately, is going to keep happening. So we have to kind of talk about that elephant. Unfortunately, that cruise is just going to get more expensive, I think, in the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, but there are still options out there for customers if they want to get kind of value cruising and do, you know, good value cruising. And even at the value end of the spectrum, you're still going to have a fantastic cruise. I wholeheartedly believe in that. Yeah. Just down to, as you say, the type of person you are, you may find you- more of what you enjoy on either a premium line or um, on a value line, to the type of sailor you are, I guess. Yeah, I definitely find some people think, oh, if I spend twice the price, I'm going to enjoy this cruise twice as much. 
and it doesn't suit everybody. You know, I, I've had friends who they absolutely love a Costa cruise, which is the Italian cruise line. Very colorful. It's, it's quite chaotic. It's loud. Everyone's speaking different languages, which is great fun. Not for everybody. And they <laughs> think, right, if I pay double and I do a celebrity cruise, I'm going to enjoy it twice as much. And it just doesn't suit. It doesn't suit them. You know, so I guess some people are just better suited to different cruises. I quite like the ones that are a bit more... Um, a bit more chaotic sometimes that suits me quite well, quite well which tends to be on the cheaper end like an msc cruise or you know even P&O sometimes can be a bit yeah. uh you know it's interesting that because we've always done the chaotic end because of having the boys yeah. the boys have grown up cruising and i i love that but they've got to the stage they announced a couple of months ago we don't want to cruise anymore we're, we're done we're not cruising that isn't an option oh. because i pay for yeah. travel so, <laughs> um, so point taken overruled uh, but i think it's because they i think they're now going to veer towards virgin princess and celebrity because mm-hmm. i think they now have no tolerance of kids yeah exactly so which is crazy so, yeah but the, I, going back to the costa cruise i've never seen so many babies and children on a cruise and for some really? people that's their the absolute worst nightmare and i, I don't know i don't know what Italian children eat, but they do not sleep. They are constantly just fueled. It's like a coffee. Yeah, it must be something. Because like I went to, they would have like they have like a white white party in the. They had this big dome. I went on Smeralda, and I went up there about one a.m. and people are there with their babies on the shoulders, like little kids who are like one years old. They're still partying in the middle of the night, and then also they're up in the morning, so they must have a, a sleep in the afternoon. Um, but for some people, that's their absolute worst nightmare. But then if you're, you know, a family, quite yeah. often kids are free on Costa. So, you know, <laughs> I see why people do it. It's good fun. So we chatted about this on the Celebrity yeah. episode, didn't we? We were saying, you know, for families, if you want a quieter cruise, then something like mm-hmm. Celebrity that doesn't have the slides, the water parks and stuff would be yeah. better. You know, it, it's not a mm. cookie cutter thing, I think, is it? It's not yeah. you're going to pick the one thing and it's going to be right for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I, I did my first Disney cruise and I think... For me as a child, I wouldn't have liked it. I would have found it really, really overwhelming. And you could see some of the children absolutely live and breathe Disney. But some of the kids were sort of like a bit, um, just a bit overwhelmed with sort of trying to eat. Yeah. And also there's a show going on at the same time. And I think I would have been that child. Yeah, but Norwegian, yeah. you know, I really like Norwegian. But when I think back at the things that I loved about cruising when I was sort of a teenager... It was the fact that I, I thought I was so cool. I had friends who were like from America and Canada and stuff. And yeah. we would just sort of hang out in the hot tubs. And that's that's what I liked. And I had sort of freedom from my parents because, you know, they could go to the main dining room. I could get pizza in the buffet. And, you know, when you're 13, that's really, really cool. But isn't it crazy that your kids grow up and we're still booking Norwegian and Royal Caribbean, but without yeah. them? So we'll, true. We'll take I you as a celebrity, but we're going on mm-hmm. these and having some fun. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I would do I like so. more than... Seeing families having a good time, I think it's wonderful. See, I've gone firmly in bed with Virgin and the fact that there's no kids on board. And yeah. It suits me down to a T. Disney's my other favourite cruise line, so it feels like I've gone polar opposites. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But they're both premium cruise lines, and I've kind of realised as well that I really like that slightly more premium experience where, you know, the attention to detail is there and you're getting those extra little perks and things like that. I just, I don't mm. know, I think I've become comfortable anyway in re- admitting yeah, I am a bit of a snob. I like a bit of a premium cruise. Why I don't not? think I'm Lux yet. I'm, I don't think I fit into Lux. I like that casual luxury. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But it's weird how come my two favorite cruise lines are adult only, very family friendly. <laughs> There's nothing in between. Yeah. <laughs> right, so Cabin said, I know the answer to this already, but uh-huh. so 
do you obviously you have one of the cabin type do you book but is that based on cost or any is that how you book your cruises it's kind of a bit different for me now because yeah. traditionally i've always just booked the cheapest guaranteed inside cabin and i still do that a lot and i've ended up with some really good cabins that i might not have considered by doing that well, i don't have any reason to to you know I don't mind walking from one end of the ship to the other. I don't mind Whoa. walking up the stairs. I don't need to be near, no. you know, I don't need to be near the kids' clubs or anything. It doesn't matter. So I, I quite like the gamble of it. And sometimes you get a better one, sometimes not. <laughs> um, but now sort of having a YouTube channel, if there is some type of controversial cabin, I'm going to book that one because I want to test yeah. it out. Yeah. So uh, I had um, on Iona, I had one of the conservatory yeah. balcony cabins that goes straight onto the promenade deck just because I... I was just, it was so interesting. It's such a polarizing yeah. cabin. People love it or it's mm. the worst cabin they've ever stayed in. So <laughs> yeah, if I'm sort of taking a cruise just with my friends, I'm introducing them to cruising and we're doing like a, a, a Northern Europe MSC cruise, there's no way I'm going to put anything other than inside cabin because it's very industrial, a lot of those ports. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be out spending time together anyway, but if I'm doing somewhere like Norway, then I, I think Norway's worth a balcony cabin. Yeah, we didn't last time, I and mean, I regretted that. Really regretted it. Yeah, I paid for the upgrade, and I was like, "It's worth it," which is rare for me to say. So when I say that, I think <laughs> I think it means something. I think it does, like you say in there. the The itinerary does matter as well, whether it's worth mm -hmm. paying a little bit more. Like I went to Alaska last year, and I think yes, it's it's a for us anyway. Where we live in the world in the UK, I think it's a bit of a one and done situation. Not one and done in a negative way. I mean, like you, it's a bucket list. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Holiday yeah. and. I think sometimes it's worth paying that a little bit more to be on a slightly more prestigious cruise line where they're going to have access to the better port times and mm -hmm. things like that. And also, like, yeah, definitely a balcony cabin in something like the last yeah. Norwegian Fjords is a bit of a no-brainer. Um, but, yeah, if I was doing, like, you know, an English an English um, sailing, sorry, an ex-UK sailing, and I was going to, mm -hmm. like, you know, Zabruz and South, um, whatever for the day or yeah. for a three-night sailing, we wouldn't justify it's, paying for about it's mostly because... just shipping containers yeah. if you go to places like and that, the english like... channel like admit it <laughs> yeah and i always do you know i i cruise in i'll do like a november cruise to the i have no uh peak times that i like to go so it's probably going to be dark by the time we sail away anyway right. yes. i won't see yeah. much in the morning and it's just for me that's just not worth it i have a little uh, lamp that i bring in the inside cabins that pretends to be the sunrise mm -hmm. and that's quite nice but you know, the money you can save sometimes is double the price for a oh, balcony. I just look at it and think, oh my goodness. No, it's a big saving, isn't it? Definitely. Now that we're booking two cabins, sometimes mm -hmm. you think, well, do you know what? That's that's a massive saving on two cabins. Yeah. I mean, when I sort of was a teenager and um, me and my brother would have a, have a cabin and my parents, well, we would always be inside and they'd be in the balcony, <laughs> always. Because oh, we would God. hang out in one room. Yeah. Yeah, we would hang out in one room. Where does it matter? And we would always book guaranteed cabins. So you would have no guarantee that they're going to be anywhere close to each other. Sometimes we would end up with ones on the same deck. It was great. But sometimes we would end up with like eight decks apart the other side of the ship. And it takes like, I'm going to be there in 12 minutes. <laughs> it takes a long time to get there. <laughs> but I don't mind that. I had a really bad experience booking guaranteed sea on Disney on our transatlantic sailing. And it's put me mm -hmm. off ever, ever doing it again. I we were literally gamble. like in a really bad location right next to the the access corridor for all the crew. Okay. So literally from like six in the morning, there was banging all the time. And uh, I was just like, oh, no, this is all we had. To, I actually moved. We kind of luckily we knew somebody who got us moved. But um, yeah, it put me off ever risking guaranteed again. And 
it's, it's the thing in this sometimes. Would have avoided that one. Would you have known that that was near the crew? It was like an obviously bad one. Oh, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I've ended up with the one that is the absolute dream on paper, but my neighbours are really loud and, you right. know, you can mm. just end up with bad mm. stuff even if you plan it. So. Absolutely, yeah. Well, my last Virgin sailing from Miami, I had somebody who decided to play the TV incredibly loud the entire yeah. voyage. And I was just like, there's not that much good TV to watch on board. Like, what are you doing? There's beautiful ports to visit and things to see. Yeah. Why is your TV always on so loud? <laughs> I'd be like, you're the trying to cover up something. Yes. That's what my thought would be. Have you ever read one where you've absolutely been potluck? It's been amazing. So, I mean, I've ended up with ones that are like roughly in the middle and they're right. decent enough. But how inside cabins are the same square, really? Like, I've never ended up with like an extra. Uh, sometimes you can get ones that are like a square shape that are bigger or something. I've never had anything like that. It's always been what like, I expected. You know, I've had cabins that are right under the pool deck, right above nightclubs. Um, I can sleep through anything. So I think that's one reason that I don't mind. I don't mind at all. I find it kind of nice. You know, sometimes you will hear the, oh, I did a carnival cruise and I was right above this nightclub and you would, you can't work out what the song is, but you could, you could hear the bass line <laughs> constantly. And I just sort of went into my dreams and, but it was fine. Didn't stop me sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> but some people that would really drive them crazy. And I yeah. get that. We have this conversation, don't we, as well, quite a lot about for some people and like Facebook groups are the worst for this as well, of like stealing yeah. that anxiety about that's a really mm -hmm. bad cabin. You never want to book this ever. And I get so many requ requests from customers after they've booked to move because they're, oh, in the Facebook group, they've said this cabin's the worst cabin ever. And I'm like, it's not that bad, actually. Yeah. But yes, I can see where you're coming from. So. Yeah, as you say, sometimes I think people's anxiety, and I get it, they spend a lot of money to go away on holiday. I think mm -hmm. we're all very fortunate that we get to travel quite a lot because of our job. Um, but for some people, I get it, it's like they're one and done. They maybe get to cruise once or twice a year if they're lucky, um, and they want it to be perfect. And it's very difficult to manage that expectation with some people because I don't think there is a perfect cabin on any cruise ship. There's always going to be a pro and con to pretty much everywhere. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so yeah, it's, it's tough, isn't it, to kind of reconcile that with some people. No, I just mean, you know, you can be right, right at the end of a ship, which people would say is bad, but then people aren't yep. walking by you. Whereas in, if you're in the middle, you have people... So there's, you know, everyone has a good thing and a bad thing. We always book the end. I never go to the middle because then people are walking yeah. past. But those are older cabins. Mm. When when my boys were younger, that's what I would have booked because yeah, Joe was a climber, so I could have a balcony, but I know he's not going to fall off the ship. He might di dislocate his shoulder. <laughs> He's not going to die, is he? Yeah, that... fall onto the plane. Yeah, so that... No. For me, that's original. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Yeah. yeah. No, it was a decent cabin. I mean, yeah. it was a bit bit weird, you know, hearing other people's conversations, but no one was really out yeah, there because we were doing a, a February sailing, yeah. not yeah. No one's on the promenade deck. And I, I shared that cabin with my parents. <laughs> so it was three of us in a room. So it was quite nice to have that extra, you know, outside space. I could yeah. sit there with my laptop or whatever, and then it, it, I'm not bothering anyone. So it was quite good. Yeah, I didn't... Just like it. They would probably be perfect for that nosy neighbor. You know, the one that stands oh. outside all the time and knows everyone's yeah. business. <laughs> like... Yeah. People would people would stop and be like, oh, I've heard about these cabins. Like, and I'm like, look in. Which was nice. <laughs> yeah. Or people hey. would stop me. They're like, are you Emma? I was like, yeah, this is a bit, bit weird. Like, I'm standing up on my balcony looking down. <laughs> yeah. This is but... the meet and greet. That's yeah. what people from. You can see with your balcony. Outside this room. <laughs> That was a bit bizarre, but well, everyone was super nice, you know. Well, well, well. Yeah, you're just always aware people were, the, people were there, but that was fine. So, favourite port? What's your favourite port? Oh, tricky. I think, I think, mm, 
Norway is probably my favorite place to go altogether. <laughs> uh, some of the most picturesque ports, I think. I think Garang is probably the most beautiful port <laughs> in the world. It looks crazy. It looks like it's from mm. a film. Um, but sometimes, like, for more practical reasons, like, I cruise a lot out of Barcelona, and I, I really love it there because I, it's so easy yeah, to get yeah. to the port. There's so many places to stay. I've been so many times, but there's always more things to do there. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's nice. So, yeah, I probably have different favorite ports for different things, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, there's very few where I thought, oh, I didn't actually want to go back to this. A couple, but, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we went to Albia on Virgin, and I did get a little bit cross halfway through the day. I was just like, why are we even here? There's nothing here to do. Like, yeah. when one of the landmarks is the wall, and it's literally, okay. like, behind someone's house, that is the landmark, like, this ancient uh, wall. And I was just like, this is pointless. I mean, this is the highlight. <laughs> yeah. They fell back this year, so I was like, they took the feedback quite aggressively from me personally, just moaning the entire day. <laughs> Probably <laughs> everyone <awful>. did. <laughs> what would you say then is the most, I guess, if you were to kind of pinpoint one line as the most value you've experienced then, and mm-hmm. like feels the most value as well, whereby you feel like, yep, definitely I'm getting what I'm paying for. Which yeah. line would you say, and like we're not looking to badmouth anyone, I think it's just a genuine, yeah, yeah. honest conversation of you get what you pay for, which would you mm-hmm. say is the most value and feels it? I think... You know, I think P&O are coming up in there based on... I've really? booked a, Yeah, because I booked a two-week cruise uh, for my family and my nieces, and my nieces are £150 for 13 nights. And that's like, they're going to eat that at breakfast, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and the the adults were... I, we actually got... Well, I'm in an ocean view, um, but for 13 nights, it was like £900, which yeah. you can't book like a premiere in for that price, which is crazy. And I feel like, you know, MSC are cheaper. And I've done some really cheap MSC cruises. I've done sort of £40 a night MSC cruises and Costa cruises. But on those, it feels like you sort of get less um, than Ooh. on P&O. I guess because P&O, it includes the gratuities. The food is very consistent. I think on like, P&O, you know what you're going to get. I know that my nieces who, you know, they're going to be fine with the food. There's nothing that is going to be odd to them. And I really like the entertainment on P&O. I, I have a lot of trouble with P&O because... The majority of my audience are from the US and yes. I work with travel agents in the US and the UK and it's so hard for them to book a P&O cruise. Yes, yes. Almost impossible. I'm having the same conversation. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, just because of the travel insurance is what we found. So I wanted to, I wanted to do more P&O cruises and share them more, but it, it doesn't really make that sense for me to take a cruise that 80% of my audience can't book. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, it is very British and tends to kind of ignore the rest of the world type of thing yeah but- i've just learned this recently after a conversation i'm having with somebody else about how difficult it is for international guests to book on a pno cruise yeah it's borderline difficult <laughs> yeah it's frustrating it, it is hard i mean the the agency i work with in the uk they won't do it because they can't get the high enough travel insurance for americans yes it's like yeah yeah um but i think they would like it you know you can do it yeah. if you just sort of book it direct and uh, ignore that fact but I wouldn't yes. want to risk not having the requirements no. for the cruise line. They don't normally check, but personally, I wouldn't want to do that. But I think they would like it. I don't understand why they don't want more customers, but fair enough. I guess they have enough of us Brits. Could customers not use their Amex? Like if you've got an Amex card, because our Amex, the coverage has got the repatriation. It's enough for cruising. So is that not a way around it for your... I feel like the limits on US travel insurance are way lower than ours for the medical side of it. That's the problem, the medical side. Um, And they pay a lot more for travel insurance than us. I didn't realize how much, you know, I I would, 
if anyone tells me they go on a cruise without travel insurance, it makes me feel quite oh, sick. Some oh, people almost boast about it. Um, yeah, but, definitely. Yeah, but I I would never never risk it never. And I, I I'm in profit from my travel insurance policy because I have missed port cover and I miss so many ports <laughs> that I'm in profit. <laughs> I think last year I made like fifty pounds. So <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Well, I paid more for the the one that gave me more port cover because I thought statistically I cruise quite a lot. I'm gonna miss yeah. some ports this year. If I miss like one or two, then I'm getting some money. So yeah. touch my current wood. one. I've never. I don't think I've missed a port. Touch wood. Really? Watch now. My next sailing. My next sailing. I miss all of them. There'll be some massive storm. They'd be like, you go into one port. <laughs> I would say like a quarter of mine. I miss a port. I think. Really? Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm always yeah. doing these random ones in January. Or yeah. Like, probably. Odd, yeah. yeah. I do yeah, these yeah. odd sort of repositioning cruises. Like any random thing I'll do. But yeah, all the time. Some cruises, multiple ports, and yeah, I think mine was 150 pounds. I get back for a missed port. Uh, really? And my insurance was about that. So yeah. It's a weird way to gamble, but <laughs> I was going to say it is. It's purely at luck in there, rather. You never know. Yeah, like so random. Done, I think I'm up to 15 cruises, never missed a port entirely, but it could all change. Right. And it seems to be happening more and more lately as well as kind of rules and regulations. And I mean, about the size of ships that can get into ports. Yeah. It's getting harder for certain ships to get into port as well. So that's changing quite a lot. Weather obviously is more unpredictable than ever before as well. So. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's increasing definitely yeah. more recently the port um, issues. I think the key though, because it's only ever happened to me once, only once, and that was P and O, and they gave us, I think they gave us a hundred dollars or a hundred pound, it would have been, wouldn't it, P and O, on board Credit Edge. So we just didn't bother. I didn't bother to claim it. But what struck me was how busy concierge were was it, with everybody complaining. You think, well, yeah. it, it is what it is. I don't get straight. Yeah, I don't know what people expect. Like yeah. I, t- I took, I was on the uh, ambassador cruise that got cancelled after four hours oh. because of oh, a yes. safety yeah. problem. And some people were like, "I would be so annoyed. I want them to still go anyway." What? You would be <laughs> so complaining if it went when the lifeboats were not functional, right? Yeah, I don't know what people you want. Get really <laughs> absolute outrage! I'm like, how dare they sail without having yeah. safe lifeboats? And it's how like, dare they? You can't win. Yeah, I, I don't know that. The, when there's thousands of people on a cruise ship, no matter what decision you make, there's going to be some that don't like it. So, yeah, I think they did the right thing. Yeah, but that—that that actually coming on to that is your Facebook group. So your Facebook group is called. Oh, it's Emma Cruises and Captain Hudson's Adventures now because I felt oh. the need to add Captain Hudson oh, into right. it because ninety percent of the pictures on there are of Captain Hudson at the moment. <laughs> who. Yeah. Captain Hudson is my mascot, I guess, for my channel. And I created some soft toy versions of him to raise money for a charity called Mercy Ships. And I I did that. The original order I needed was 300 because it's like a bulk thing. You have to make 300. And I was so nervous about 300. And really? the first round, we did 1,372. And oh, this time, well we're doing well version two, and we got 1,577 last time I checked. So there's lots wow. of Captain Hudsons out there on cruise ships. And the cool thing is people are starting to sort of make friends with each other because they see Captain Hudson, really? the little toy, or they see like, oh, you've got a t-shirt on that says I'm with Hudson. I know Hudson and he's become this like thing people have in common, which is yeah. so nice. My cat Hudson is here right now. I'll try and for anyone watching the video, he'll probably come on the screen in a minute. But <laughs> yeah, it's 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 blown me away. It's crazy, but it is it's I so commented, cool. So yeah, I thought I needed to put. I, I commented, didn't I, saying I don't like cats, but. 
really well done because I think it's yeah. amazing. And and this <laughs> there he is. I was, there he is. <laughs> no, I don't love them. I, mean, from a, I don't want to touch them. Um, they bite. Oh. But um, oh yeah, they do a bit. <laughs> <laughs> We're dog people, though. Me and Sarah both have French bulldogs. Sarah's got a pug as well. We're like totally dog people. Oh. I'm terrified of them. I'm more, I'm more scared of a cat than I am a Rottweiler. Really? Because I've been attacked. Look, Oops. there's my Captain Hudson's. Hey, guys. Them? <laughs> talking to oh, a toy. <laughs> it's other two different versions as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so when I made a comment about this, it was a whole stream of people <laughs> sticking up for a toy, telling me off. Anyway, then Emma oh. came, you came, in, oh, well, you came in and stuck up for me, and then everybody was lovely, and I, and they were saying, oh, boy, and I, and I, I got attacked. And then, but I thought, oh, my Ridiculous. God. It was, and everybody was sneaking it's not, lovely. But it's they, not real. <laughs> sometimes I do wonder. Mm. Yeah, he's not really a captain. He's just, you know. But he came out really well. I'm really happy with the, the company I got yeah. to make them because it was a gamble. You should so proud of yourself. We don't. <laughs> Thanks. I have one sample, of course, but I thought if I get this sample, they made this the one's great. And then I don't know if a thousand people order it and then they just get sent this like terrible orange like yeah <laughs> i don't know but luckily they all came out like this we had yeah we had a couple that had some quirks some one of them had his little thing upside down his little neckerchief one was missing a hat but we just said he'd um not qualified yet that one. <laughs> but people don't <laughs> mind training. yeah people don't mind i think because it's for charity people are like well i just have the quirks yeah. one now that one's worth something so <laughs> no it's taken me by surprise I think it's so great. A, you build that. You build that community as well. I think that goes to show just the testament to the quality of the, what you put out there anyway. So just kudos for that. But also I think the cruise community in general as well, the fact that people are connecting over something like that just goes to show how incredible the cruise community is. Yeah. I generally love it when people get together over a love of cruising. Really? And I think that's just really nice that they're finding another thing in common. It's like the cruise ducks thing, which I, I can't fathom. Oh, I it boggles my brain. <laughs> I know. Everyone says I need to make Hudson versions, but... I wouldn't know how to make one that was cheap enough, but also not terrible. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. No, it's so nice. Everyone's yeah. taking these Hudson's everywhere and they're sharing pictures of like, oh, he's in Alaska. Now he's in California. Ooh. He's people were taking pictures like with the captain and the crew. So the crew must be wondering really? what on earth is going on. Like, <laughs> what was that cat again? Yeah. But no, it's really, it's really sweet. And that, that's what I like about like having a Facebook group. That's what I want it to be is nice people sharing yeah. their things. Um, we've always been very strict on that Facebook group. I think I've had it seven years now. And the first sign of someone being uh, like just adding something that doesn't help and it's just mean, yeah. you're gone because it only takes a few in a Facebook group to really sort yeah. of, yeah. yeah. And it is annoyingly contagious because we share the cruising with kids one, didn't we? Yeah. So Sarah's added me as an admin mm -hmm. to the cruising with kids one. And then yep. I've got a Virgin Voyages couple for different ships. And yeah, it just takes that one person just to dere derail the whole atmosphere inside of a, you know a what group. They so do, you do though? need to be kind of a bit unprepared. Kieran and Donna are like Mr. Nice mm -hmm. Guy. So what they do is if anybody's a bit mean, they are, they refer it to me and I have to be the one that tucks them out. It's oh. always me. But that was my point that I was getting to I'm with you. I'm a deputy. <laughs> It's I'm like, a deputy in the group, so I have to with check that. with you before I kick people out. No, <laughs> no. Like, I say, are you okay <laughs> for me too? <laughs> but uh, that was my point. It was uh, like, because we know with our Facebook group, it's hard. So there's ours, which is only small compared to yours. We were only about 4,000. Uh, then there's cafes and cruise addicts, cruise addicted. 
and oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and one, I think yeah. they're the three really friendly groups, and I think that's really nice that you've got you fostered a community that's helpful, friendly, and you don't have that fear of commenting, and I think that's really really important that's the thing i never i see sometimes people ask perfectly fair questions and just really get sort of which you don't want that you know someone doesn't if you don't have anything to add then don't comment on it unless you're going to say something nice so that's what i think but yeah i will say as well like it's my day job to sell cruises and i don't know everything it's such a big world there are so many ships and every single ship has different personality characters and issues Mm-hmm. I think it, it just because someone knows one ship incredibly well or one brand incredibly well doesn't mean everybody does. No, so I do. I get really annoyed when people are kind of like the gatekeepers to information on particular brand products and ships. And yeah, I, I don't. I've never fathomed that just because I put my hand up straight over like I don't remember everything. I don't record everything. There are things I know incredibly well. Disney and Virgin test me, and I will probably pass. Yeah, but I will not remember everything about every single cruise line or ship out there. No, if so, someone asks me, what are the kids clubs like? Well. I have no idea, but I know people who know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yes. know so. yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have it with the blogs as well, and, and you will, because it, with comments, sometimes people just 90% unlovely, lovely comments, and then you just get that one that's like, <laughs> you think, and that's yeah. the one that sticks in your mind the whole day, isn't it? Like you're walking around with that. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had that. It surprises me, because I sort of share some things from my YouTube channel on Facebook. And on YouTube, everyone is used to getting mean comments, right? But you hide people, you block the words. And I thought on Facebook, because it was people's real names and their friends would see it, that they would be less mean. No, they're so much meaner. Worse. Sometimes they'll, they'll even share my stuff and be like, look at this terrible woman doing this thing. And I'm like, why did you share it? I mean, thank you for the views. Um, but yeah, I, I don't understand that logic. If I didn't like something, I would just stop wasting my time with it and leave. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, in- it's interesting. Sometimes I do tell people off though. And sometimes I just go back and say, have you had a bad day? Because you think... They don't. Yeah, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. You need you're a cookie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need a do, you want to, do you want me to post you a cookie? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Me, I'll do a Yeah, I, I try and sort of, yeah, I try and read a comment and think, oh, this is just, I try and imagine, oh, maybe it's just a sweet old man who genuinely doesn't know this. Like, they're not trying to be mean. Uh, try and think the best. But yeah, some people will just share it and they're like, look at this, ugly, whatever. I'm like, can't Ooh. interpret that any other way. <laughs> you do you develop a bit of a thick skin don't you when you kind of a me as a travel agent having to like i get so much abuse over sustainability on cruise lines and the damage the environment's doing and you're terrible you. for promoting cruise and you should be ashamed of yourself and i'm like no i'm not i love me life you enjoy yourself um yeah you it's weird just it's weird this culture of people where like you say yeah they they have no interest in engaging in a positive light so they just go out of their way to be negative i, I can't yeah. fathom it just don't waste your energy there's so many other things Ooh. you know but yeah, I I never really realized how uh, demanding and rude some people can be to travel agents until I, until I started working with travel agents. And I oh, get yeah. people who will sort of have a conversation with one of my travel agents and then forward it to me and be like, look what they said. And I've never, ag- I've never agreed yeah. with the person who's trying to top them in, always with my agents. And I say to them, if you want to put them on a do not list, yeah. back you up completely because... There's enough, you know, lovely people. You don't want to waste your time Absolutely. when someone's, you yeah. know, I, people see, people send me the complaints they've sent to cruise lines as well, which is quite interesting sometimes. <laughs> but they'll be like, can you believe this is Norwegian's reply? I'm like, yes. <laughs> that would be my reply. <laughs> it's so hard, isn't it? It's so yeah. hard to be sympathetic. You're like, mm, yeah. <laughs> I had one the other day and it was this really long email trail that I read through. And, and the complaint was that the library was too cold on one of the ships. 
and Norwegian came back and they were like, we have no record of anybody on that cruise reporting that the library is too cold. So if you didn't tell anyone, then, you know, I I think things go wrong on cruises all the time. I've had so many problems that I've had to have fixed. But if you, you know, let someone know about it, if you go to reception and sort it out, 99% of the time it'll be fine. It's just when people sort of have a problem and then, did you do anything? No? Well, it's not going to get fixed then, is it? So... This is my top tip to people who have issues on cruise ships. Don't tell Facebook or Twitter. Tell the concierge desk or the guest <laughs> services team and give them the chance to fix it. Because yeah. I promise you, Jill sat at home on Facebook has no control over whether or not your thermostat's <laughs> going to get fixed in your cabin. No. And also, the way that sort of social media works is someone puts out a post saying, oh, this cruise line's terrible. They didn't give us any onboard credit for this thing or something. And that yeah. gets... That gets 100,000 views. And then the update is, oh, they did. They just gave it to us on the last day. And 12 yes. people see that because that's how it works on Facebook and stuff, it isn't it? It's the engagement. Absolutely, so yeah. Wait, wait, yeah. you know, try and sort it out on your cruise. Sometimes things don't get sorted out. And then fair enough, you can say this is, you know, a policy that makes no sense. I had that with P&O. You know, they had a children's soda package for a while that any adults could buy. <laughs> and I bought Um so I'd say that this makes no sense. Can you please sort it out? And now they have. So it's yeah. good. But and that's the thing I will say as well. Cruise lines are incredibly responsive to feedback as well. So by actually, and they may not be able to solve it there and then for you on that particular voyage. But mm-hmm. and I can only talk about my relationship with Virgin and the amount of feedback that I give them. And some of it's aggressive. I give them like, you know, these are issues, <laughs> these are problems. But they are very, very responsive because they want to make the cruise, the product better. They may not have mm-hmm. the resources there and then, but they will definitely take on board the most feedback I've ever given cruise lines politely is has usually been implemented or they kind of go, Yeah, no, you're right, we're working on it, definitely. I'm imagining like a Batman phone at Virgin with Kieran on it. <laughs> like if we go, Oh God, he's here again. <laughs> Can you give us your uh, bargain tips of like how would a customer cruiser, sailor, whatever we call them, because we have all different names mm-hmm. on here. Yeah. Um, how would they go about getting a good deal on a cruise? Okay, so I think the the key is being as flexible as possible and not caring really where you go. Uh, if you sort of think, oh, I have November free, I'd like to go on a cruise, you can find a very, very cheap cruise if you're open to going anywhere in Europe <laughs> or anywhere in the US. The tricky thing is when you say, I've got this particular week off work, I need to sell from this port in Alaska. Well, then the price is what it is. Um, so the more flexible you can be on, you know, not just time, but also the cruise line. I think a lot yeah. of people are very loyal to cruise lines and they won't even look at anything else. And if you're someone who you really like an MSC cruise, you'll probably like a Costa cruise. They're not all that different. If you're someone who, you know, you like a Royal Caribbean cruise, you'll probably like a Norwegian cruise as well. And some people will not even look just because they know what they like. And you could find that one is half the price of the other just because, you know, one's sold better. Maybe it's a different ship. I think just being flexible in that way is the best way to do it. If you can cruise, you know, out of season, obviously avoiding the school holidays yeah. helps an awful lot. I know not everyone can, um, yeah. but I, I do quite a lot of repositioning cruises as well. The ones that start and end in different places, yeah. they tend to be cheaper because less people want to do them. But if I'm flying to, you know, Lisbon, it doesn't matter to me if I fly back from a different airport because I'm flying both ways anyway. Right. So yeah. I do that quite yeah. a lot. That's a great tip as well. Repositionings are a really great value. And Norwegian do a lot of really random, like, open yeah. jaw sailings as well. And MSC do as well. So, yeah, they're mm-hmm. really good value just because, like you say, it's, um, it does deter a lot of people if it's not in and out of the same airport. But 
you can get some yeah. great prices, especially like winter sailings with um, Norwegian this year and next year. They've got some mm-hmm. great deals. Yeah, I did a Norwegian Sun last year. So cheap. What are the older Norwegian ships like? Because we only have, have ever sailed on the new ship. It's very different. I think there's a very distinct sort of split in the cruise ships, like there is with a lot of cruise lines. There's like, mm. oh, at this point it changed. And that would yeah. be sort of breakaway and getaway for Norwegian. And the ones before that are very different. Um, I really like them. They're more sort of, you know, in the early 2000s, everything was sort of colorful. Mm. <laughs> and that, yes. that warm wood, it's more like yeah. that. And they don't have, you know, the go-karts and and stuff like that but the the entertainment is the same the food is the same it's the same sort of chilled out experience it just doesn't have all of the you know bells and whistles but sometimes i think that's really nice sometimes it depends where you're going if you want to be doing more in port you you just want like a nice place where you can get a drink and you can sit by the pool and you can eat and you can do that on the older ships and you don't have to walk so far because it's this but yeah i had i had a tiny little inside cabin on on sun right by the atrium but there's so much outside space on that ship. I think a lot of the newer ships, they're trying to cram things into every corner, aren't they? They're like, we can yeah. put something to make money in here, like an ice yeah, cream shop yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. And the older ones, it's like, oh, there's, there's, just, there's just like decks and decks of space. The pool deck is the attraction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah is this is what it is, which sometimes is really nice. I think there's, you yeah. know, from going from Sun to Prima, both fantastic, but very, very Lovely. different. There's yeah. not, apart from the food and the entertainment, you wouldn't look at them and be like, oh, these are the same. Not really. That's probably a good like conversation there in itself about the difference between value and premium that I guess, because Prima mm-hmm. obviously is the start of Norwegian launching this new mini class within their fleet as well, of kind of the Prima class. And that is obviously aimed very much at the premium, not top top end, but it's at the premium end of the, the, the mainstream cruise spectrum as well. So yeah, how would you find that that translates then of going from something that is maybe more a more budget friendly version of a Norwegian mm-hmm. cruise right the way up to their now new luxury premium cruise? Yeah, I feel like m- mostly it's more choice. You know, when I was on Sun, there's maybe three specialty restaurants and Prima has, I don't even know how many, <laughs> 10 maybe, uh, a lot of specialty restaurants. So it kind of comes down to, you know, if you're on an older, smaller ship, there might be two venues in the evening that have live music. Whereas if you're on Prima, there's eight <laughs> and you yeah. can pick yeah. what you want. Uh, I think that's really the main difference. Um, you know, you can go go-karting, you can go on drop signs, you can do all these things on Prima and you just don't have those options on yeah. the cheaper and smaller ships. But I don't always want those options. Sometimes it's fun, but sometimes yeah. if you're not going to use those, it takes up a lot of space on the ship. So, right, yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? If you're not somebody who those things matter to you, then why mm-hmm. are you paying the premium to be on a ship that has that? Yes, it's the no, I'm a sucker for new and shiny. Like if it's got beige walls and beige carpets and it's all that new decor for some reason i i'm obsessed and i love it but you know i'm a sucker for the newer ships so i will radiate more towards the newer style of decor ships but if none of that matters to you you're not going to have a better experience because you're paying more to go on that new modern ship and new ships always have a premium as well because they're new and the cruise lines know that loyal fans will book the new ships because they want to try the new next thing so no go the other end of the scale look at them you know the mid to older ships and see what prices you can get on those as well yeah, I really like them. I mean, my I did eight days and it was about 600 and something pounds. It was less than 100 pounds per night wow. on my cruise. Yeah, wow. And for Norwegian, you know, Prima's at least double that price. Uh, and yeah. it yeah. was just a different kind of cruise. It was really nice because yeah. it was it was quite quiet, I think. Maybe you have more space per person, I think, on some of those older ships, even though they're smaller. But the service was really good because there were always just waiters everywhere and we never really yeah. had to wait for anything. Of course, they don't have, you know, the like big theater shows and stuff that you'll get on Prima. But 
some people will never want to go and see those big theatre shows. Obviously, you do sail both ends of the spectrum. Um, I guess the one thing is if you do sail value, then you get to sail more frequently. That's instantly an instant perk of that. So obviously, you're spending less per cruise, so you can kind of mm-hmm. be able to do it more frequently. Um, I'm very much in the opposite end of the spectrum. If I'm paying for a cruise myself, I will kind of cruise less frequently. But because I like the extras you get included, I'm one of those people that I hate kind of the upcharge. I hate FOMO. Yeah. If I go on a cruise ship and they're like, you can't do that, you're going to pay more. It, I don't know why. It's an instant turn off. Even if I pay less to get on, knowing I'm going to spend more on the ship irritates me so badly. So I, I love going on cruise exact ships. exact opposite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's because, interesting, isn't it? <laughs> because, yeah, I went on my Costa cruise, Costa Smeralda, and even... If you want like a poolside burger, like that's a specialty restaurant, you pay for it. It's like three three euros or something. It's really cheap. But yeah. for me, I see it as, oh, I'm paying way less. And then I'm not paying for all this stuff that I wouldn't use anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because a lot of the times, you know, you'll be paying for like, it's it's not worth it for me to pay for something that includes drinks because I'd never drink enough to make the money back. Yeah. So I would yeah. prefer normally to. I've always won that game. <laughs> yeah. But that's what's good though, right? So. And I it's enjoy not a drinks package I haven't beaten yet, to be honest. <laughs> no, but that's good. Like, it's funny that you've got the choice. Because we did it all. When we were on, t- on Encore, we didn't have the kids with us. And on, on Royal Caribbean in the summer, there wouldn't be any activities. It was like, they just wanted to sunbathe and be cool. So I had to do the surfer, oh, yeah. low rider, just to get the video. Oh, yeah, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> I think I was quite good, actually. I, I, was, I, was, I was surprised. Would you do it again? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Because I came off and I was like, that was great. Never again. <laughs> really? Because oh. I, I I made it. I got on my knees. Uh, I didn't injure myself. I didn't embarrass myself too much. And I was like, well, I've peaked. So that's it. I'm going to try again. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good. I enjoyed it. But um, but yeah, when we got on call, because we went without the boys and went with friends, we did everything. Mm-hmm. We we did all the activities. Yeah. They were all extra, but we just did it all. And it was brilliant. So it was good that you've got that choice, yes. I think. I think that's the thing with me, and I love the choice that premium cruising offers you. So even if I'm not going to use everything, I like having the choice that there's more options. There's more options for dining. There's more options for bars. There's more options for entertainment. I I think I just like knowing that I could, even if I'm not going to use it. I know that's yeah. a weird way to look at it, of like I'm paying for something I may not use, but I love knowing that if I don't particularly enjoy the main theater show, there will be other shows right. and entertainment available on board. So. Because mm-hmm. even though I work in the industry and I probably know a lot more about the entertainment and all that type of stuff on cruise lines, I like I, I, I like going on and not having a plan. I don't kind of go on knowing every single show. I know all the different theatres and the style of shows they do, but I like not making a plan of, right, I'm going to see this, see this, this, this. I just kind of like go in, what are we doing today? Where are we going? Mm-hmm. And I think premium, I think all crews offers that anyway. I think that's unfair to say premium, but I think premium gives you more choice. Yeah, you probably just hate that feeling of when you see something and it has a price tag so much that you're like, I just want to avoid this completely. Yes, and then you just yeah. pay at the beginning, which I, I get yeah. that. I don't, I don't like the mm. uh, the way a lot of the American cruise lines do it with the gratuities on every drink and stuff. Whenever mm-hmm. I see that, I'm like, oh. Um, but, but yeah, it's just the same, I guess. Well, Emma, once again, thank you so much for coming on. I think it's been really interesting. I know we've kind of chatted about a lot of different things rather than kind of focusing on the topic but that's kind of our brand here at Magic- magically cruising but no thank you so much for coming on <laughs> thanks for having me this has been so much fun it's so nice just to catch up with you guys like regardless of this being a podcast it's just nice to talk to you so this is, yeah it's just like we're letting people listen this is quite cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, I mean, I this roll. is why i love this format as well 
it, it's just a nice format though, isn't it? Where we can just chat about crews and yeah, okay, we've gone off topic, but we're still talking about crews and sharing that passion. So I think that's great. Yeah, it's useful. And if the guys want to find you online, so you obviously mm-hmm. you are everywhere on the internet, but where's the best place yep. for the guys to find you online? Uh, probably my YouTube channel is the main place to go to and it's called Emma Cruises. So I have literally everything from the Viking cruises down to the Costa cruises to barges to ferries. Anything where I spend a night, you know, on water goes on that channel. Amazing. No, great. So thank you so much for coming on. Again, if you guys are interested in booking a cruise from the UK, then definitely you can hunt me down as well online. You can find me at magical-traveler.com or on all social media under Magical T-R-V-L-R. And then Sarah, I know you've also got a ton of content on your website as well. Where can the guys find that? So you can find it on Cruising for All or Cruising with Kids. And what we'll also do is we'll pop a link to Emma's channels in the what's it called kieran the bottom the description yeah the bottom the of this the bottom the writing yeah the start in the bottom yeah we'll put a link to emma we'll put a link to emma in the bottom what's up there will be links you will be able to find emma uh, we'll make sure we link to her so that if you want to uh, if you haven't heard from her you've been living under a rock then you can find her thanks for that guys i hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll see you on the next one take care bye, bye. bye.